0: Aliens and flying saucers This is all an illusion Hey, welcome to the 130th episode of Two Writers and Yang. My name is Jeff Perlman. I'm a former sports illustrated senior writer, former ESPN columnist, and the author of multiple New York Times bestsellers. The music you're listening to is Croissants from the great MC Whiteout. And this podcast is an ode to writing in all its forms. From sports writing to screenwriting to political analysis to Playboy essays to whatever genre I'm thinking of. And today's episode is way, 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 way off the beaten path. My guest is Amber Skye, a writer of lesbian erotica and the author of such books as Wet Chemistry, Eating Out, and Kitty Cats and Her Pink Cadillac. I'm thinking that's a euphemism. And Amber and I are going to dive into the words, into sexuality, into making body parts sound appealing. A warning here, there's definitely some language you might want to keep your kids away from. Anyhow, it's all right now. The two writers, slinging. and Yang. Okay, so Amber, first of all, I have wanted, this is, we're, we're now deep into year two of this podcast, and I have wanted to have a writer of erotica for a long time, because I find these genre really fascinating. So number one, I appreciate you doing this. You write lesbian erotica on your Twitter handle. It says, you know, specializing in steamy novelettes. I'm about to take this podcast to place it's never been. I'm about to read a passage from one of your books called Autumn Sizzle. You wrote, the world centered on my throbbing cunt. It was as if I were standing on a train track, looking into the distance, the faint rumble of the train from afar announcing its approach. Similarly. The rumble centering in my body was distant but powerful. Then the train came into view, bold, massive, unrelenting. Autumn swirled her tongue in tight circles on my throbbing clit. I was nearing the point of no return, like the unstoppable train approaching with her screeching roar. I lost total control. I'm not sure how loudly I screamed, but I bet it was comparable to a deafening man whistle. My orgasm seemed to last minutes, wave after wave of climax, encompassing my body as I trembled into the grasp of my new lover. I'm fascinated. Like, where where does this come from?
1: Oh, you'd be amazed at the craziness in my head. I love metaphors. And I think what is what makes books absolutely fascinating to me personally as a reader is when an author can almost physically paint a picture in my mind. And so I really strive to do that. I, I, want, I want my readers to be able to to see and hear and smell and feel everything that's happening in what I'm writing. It's funny you picked that passage cuz the the train is <laughs> that that is one of my favorite ones. Just the imagery of it and to get a little personal, sometimes mm-hmm. I draw on personal experiences. Orgasms can be many different things. And that's kind of one of the ones. It's like, you know it's coming. You see it. You're hearing it. And, and you're smelling it. And you're tasting it. And it's, it's, it's just within reach. And then all of a sudden, it's upon you. And that's kind of what I was striving for in that whole analogy there.
0: You decide you're going to write about this. You're going to write about an orgasm. You're going to compare it to a train. and this is sort of this idea that's in your head. When I'm writing a book, I feel like I'm always paring down things. Like I'm always getting rid of adjectives. I'm making it as slim as possible. And it seems like in erotica, it's almost the opposite. It's a building up of image, and it's a layering of sort of textures and feels. It, it almost feels like there's no too much. Like you can you can go for it a million different ways, And that's all good. Like you're not, you're not trying to pare this down, are you?
1: No, no, no. Well, some scenes, yes, but, but like the sex scenes, I want them to have every emotion that, that's present there, all different types of words for the same thing with, which can be incredibly difficult. You said the word cunt. You know, it's difficult sometimes to come up with other words, even caress. I was recently reading um reading over something one day and I, w- I was reminded oh i remember when i was writing this i i said she gently caressed my thigh and then a little while later it was caress you know a couple pages later there was another caress and i thought oh my gosh i have to find another word for caress this okay what can i use gently stroked lightly brushed what Where can I go with this? And so I do, I have to come up with a lot of adjectives, a lot of adverbs, and then make sure, go back and read through to make sure I haven't used the same word over and over and over.
0: When you use a word, like the the word I'm fascinated by, like when I was growing up, the word no one was allowed to use anywhere. Like in my house, you could say shit. You could probably say fuck if you were really mad. Maybe it will pull off a motherfucker. And certainly you could say dick. You could never say cunt. I think that's a universal American thing. You can't say cunt. You can't call a woman a cunt. You can't use cunt. I just used it six times, so I feel I feel like I've got my my fill for the next year and a half. You use cunt liberally, freely in your writing, and I wonder: are there any limitations on words like that when you're writing erotica, or is it just a total free for all and you can do whatever the hell you want?
1: I'm not sure that there is a limitation on that in in this particular genre. There there are words that I don't particularly care for. I mean, and and cunt is. Eh. With me, there are words that I don't particularly care for, but I use them just, just because I need another word for, for something. But for instance, mm-hmm. orbs in place of eyes. I don't like that word. I hate it. it. It bothers me. But when you say eyes, eyes, eyes over and over, you know, she, she gazed into my eyes or, or her beautiful blue eyes, this, that, the other. And it's like, oh, I've said this forever. In erotica, fingers are used quite often. And right. when you have fingers over and over and then I have to go with digits, but, you know, I'm like, Oh, <laughs> like that doesn't sound sexy at all. But using fingers over and over doesn't really sound sexy either.
0: Right. So let me, I'm fascinated. Like how the, the entire process view. you, like you have a book, you have a book called eating out, which I must say has all five star reviews on, uh, on Amazon. So eating out and. The description is Cassidy and Mrs. DeMarco are at it again in the explosive sequel to Fender Bender. During a little noontime poolside frolicking, the pair works up an appetite and subsequently decides to try a new restaurant in the nearby shopping plaza, the same one where the unlikely couple first encountered each other following a parking lot mishap. The trashy but good-looking waitress, Amelia, catches her eye while they dine, but the poor girl is fired before they even finish their meal. But it's Mrs. DeMarco to the rescue once again. When she finds a girl outside on a bench, sullen and sniffling, when Amelia accepts the opportunity to work at the sumptuous estate of the older woman, the craziness begins. So soup to nuts, beginning to end. I'm actually fascinated by your process here. How do you decide what you're going to write about? How do you go about writing it?
1: I'll give you a perfect example of this, (laughs) of kind of like how, how something started, um, and how a character started. I was having lunch at this kind of quirky little beachside restaurant. This waiter comes over. And he introduces himself and he says, Mm -hmm. oh, hey, I'm Bob Earl. And he he goes on and he was he was just, you know, quirky and kooky and zany and flamboyant. Like I had just kind of like this good old boy accent. And and he was like, I'm Bob Earl. Uh, You can call me Bob Earl. Everybody calls me Bob Earl. All my friends do. All my family does. I'm Bob Earl. Now, what can I get you today? Okay, great, great, great. I'll be right back. Uh huh. Oh yeah, sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The person who was sitting at the table with me says, okay, thanks, Bob. And he goes, oh no, no, no. Bob Earl. My name is Bob Earl. Two names. I'm Southern Boy. I've got two first names. My name is Bob Earl. And I sat there and I was like, oh my gosh. Bob Earl's going to be in my book. <laughs> and that's kind of, you know, how, how that whole character came about. And he's a character in a Supper Club. You know, sometimes, that's how things happen. And, uh, Fender Bender, the, which is the book, uh, prior to eating out, um, that it was, it was so popular that I thought, gosh, I've, I have to do another sequel. So, you know, where can I go with this? And, um, Fender Bender had the two twins, the zany, zany twin ladies. And I'm like, well, they've got to be in it. I, I don't sit down and write out. Okay. I want, I want to start here. I want this to be the middle. This is going to be the end. It's it's none of that. It's just when it comes upon me, I just I sit down like, oh, these these people have been talking in my head for way too long. I have to get them out on paper, and I just sit and and I start writing. And I I don't have an an end in sight. Really, I don't. I don't have a plot planned out. I maybe the general storyline, or may you know sometimes not even that. Sometimes I know okay, I, I want this character just because. They kind of created themselves in real life and they kept talking to me and then I'm like, oh, I have to, I have to get them out. You know, once I get going, uh, there's some things that are really important to me. Uh, character development is maybe at the top of my list. I need to, I need to connect with these people. I need them to almost become my friends. Like at the end of the book, I want to be a little bit sad that I'm not going to see them anymore. So I want to get to know the characters. I want my readers to get to know the characters. I want them to, to understand their personalities, their, their quirks, what makes them tick. I put a lot of effort and energy into that, uh, into, into creating interesting characters. Um, entertaining dialogue is, is very important to me as well. You know, and that's why some of this is so much fun to write because, because I do have such a, a free hand with, with words and what I can say and where I want to go with things. So I can make these off the wall characters and I have the back and forth dialogue with them. And then there are times where okay, I, I need I need to have a sex scene here. It is erotica after all. And but before that happens, I would like for the reader to have a rapport with who's getting it on. I think that makes it a little bit more personal for the reader.
0: You're a married woman writing lesbian uh, married to a man, woman writing lesbian erotica, and I find that actually fascinating and really interesting. Um, why did you decide to write lesbian erotica? Why did you decide on that subset?
1: Well, you know, Jeff, it kind of just fascinated me.
0: I just see. I have a theory. I think, um, as a heterosexual guy, I guess maybe this is a, a weird or a not weird viewpoint. I just find like if I were writing your genre, I don't know what I'd do with a penis. I like think penises are kind of funny looking and dopey and like not that sexy. I've read, you know, penthouse letters before. They always put out the books, the penthouse letters books, which are mm-hmm. really well written and interesting. But I just feel like penises are not very sexy. They're like just stumps of freaking. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird thing to say. You disagree.
1: No, well, I, yeah, well, mm, well it, okay. Truthfully, any genitalia is not exactly the most attractive thing. I mean, you I know. know you've got that is folds true. and yeah, but. But my gosh, the pleasure that, that comes from them. I mean, oh, I think that women are, are very sensual and I, I they're, they're just kind of, they're a little softer than men and men are hairy uh, and know, lumpy.
0: I always say they, to my wife, kind of I always say to my wife, why are you interested in men? We're just hairy and lumpy and sweaty and smelly and gross. Like, I don't even get yeah.
1: it. Oh, my husband, he always says, he's like, I am going to be the hairiest, smelliest, ugliest thing in this house. But funny. <laughs> so, I'm like,
0: okay. That's something to aim for. Something to shoot for there. There you go. Yes. Yes. Uh, you have a book called The Girl at 411, uh, An Erotic yes. Romance. You wrote here, um, the kiss was not gentle, soft. It was urgent, bold, and needy. I had never been kissed this way before. Electricity fired from my head to my toes and a fire burned in my belly. Nevertheless, my conservative lifestyle and upbringing told me this was wrong, that these actions with another woman were taboo and naughty, but it felt so right and I couldn't break my lips from her. And I wonder when you were writing, um, erotica, if you do take in your own background, sort of coming from a conservative background, I imagine this, a lot of this would be taboo, uh, for you growing up. Um, if that for actually sure. plays a role in what comes off of your pen.
1: It does. It, uh, yeah. I, I think, I think it would be almost impossible to totally separate myself from who I am. <laughs> and, um, it's definitely, okay. If, if I was in this situation for the first time, how would I react? How would I feel? What, what would be going through my mind? What, you know, and, and I'm sure that, that, you know, even, even with a guy, you know, there are times that, you know, he would kiss me or something and I'm like, oh, well, this is kind of nice, but how far do I want this to go? Is, you know, is, is this all right? Is it not okay? Do I want to stop it now? Do I want it to go a little further? And I'm sure that, that a lot of my characters who have these first time experiences are in that same boat, and uh, so yeah, a, a lot of that does stem from my personal feelings on how would I react, what what would my thought process be at that point? I could even have a thought process because hey, this girl's kissing me, right? So, um, but yeah, it's, it I'm I'm sure a lot of my writing stems from my backgrounds, and and again, going back to it's naughty it's it's you know it's taboo um which makes it even that much more fun you
0: before we continue with two riders and yang a quick word from our sponsor
1: hey this is casey Proman, and i'm here with my dad jim who just appointed himself as team dad in my high school water polo team it's jeff whatever so what are your plans as team dad
0: well first i want everyone to give their all and commit a hundred percent to water polo power that's stupid Second, I wrote a cheer to be said before every game. It goes, swim, swim, get that bucket, score that goal, and scream off. Dad, dad, what's number three? Oh, right. You guys need new uniforms. So I think you and your teammates should go to 503-sports.com, kings of the throwback sports merchandise, and decide whether you'd be the Oklahoma outlaws or the San Antonio gunslingers.
1: But we're a high school water polo team.
0: Honestly, is anyone paying attention? Oh. You and I are are both parents. I look back at when I was raised and I feel like the taboo-ness that came with sex and sexuality really hurts a lot of people. Like I think when you grow up and you think anything sexual is bad, sexual thoughts are bad, touching yourself is bad, all that stuff is bad, uh, having feelings towards someone of the same sex is bad. Like I feel like I am from an era. I always tell my kids, um, if you were a gay kid in Mayo Pack, New York, where I grew up in the 1980s, and you came out, you were going to get your ass kicked. It was not an option for you. I almost feel like what you are doing is important because it it makes it feel less taboo and it is okay. Like it is okay to talk about this. It's okay to read this. It's okay to write about it. It's just okay. Is that stupid? Does that sound dumb?
1: No, no. And actually that's, that was kind of moving to me. So, so thank you. Thank you for that. That, that was really, that was special to hear. Um, and, and as, as far as the, the whole, like you said, if I, I really hope that the world is coming around to, to a, a more open view on, on homosexuality or curiosity or, you know, bi thoughts or anything like that, just because, um, and, and I am so not one to talk religion and politics, but, um, I am a spirit, spiritual person. And what I feel is, if someone wants to hide behind religion and say this is bad or that is bad or whatever, um, especially Christianity, my thought is always, um you know, and, and people throw out, it's a sin because the Bible says so. And my thought is, you know what, if you call yourself a Christian, then I think that you should strive to be Christ-like. And I really, in my heart, Feel that Christ would accept everybody as who they are and love them anyway. And mm-hmm. don't shun them and don't, don't turn your back on them. I mean, look at the way society has treated people over the years. Do you really think that this is the choice that they, that, that people would choose the, the hardest road <laughs> possible? Right. And, and, you know, cause, cause, hey, I think I want to be gay and I'm going to go out there and open myself up to ridicule and you know having people just throw stones at me and so no you know just just love people and be kind and do the right thing and uh so i i really hope that that the world is coming around to just just embracing embracing humans as humans and loving them for who they are
0: is there a tight-knit community of erotica writers like are you I don't know. Do you go to conventions? Are you guys tight on Twitter? Do you know other writers of the genre? Is there is there a bond there?
1: Um, I I don't go I don't even know if there are conventions, but Twitter does have a rather large community and uh and I've had a lot of support there and especially when I first started, I didn't know what in the world I was doing. I didn't I was I mean, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just throw this out there." I didn't I I had that. I don't twit. That's what I call it. I'm like, I don't want Um, so I, I didn't know anything about Twitter. I didn't know the protocol, I, you know, and, and there were some people on there who really kind of just took me under their wing and okay, you know, this, you kind of do this, you kind of do that. And, uh, you know, and, and so, yes, there, there actually is, um, quite a community on, on Twitter and, uh, and, and it's, it's very nice to, it's not competition. It's not. Don't don't read her book. Here, here's mine. Here's mine. No, it's like it's. Oh, read her book. It was great. And if you have time, I have one out there too. And and it's it's almost you know, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine, and and you know, kind of just a, a big circle. You know, let let's just keep right. promoting each other. Um, I've I've feel I've been very fortunate. Um, to to stay out of the fray of of any snarkiness or harshness or um, I, I, I feel that I've been really lucky in, in my, my Twitter um, community and how supportive everybody is of each other.
0: Would you ever, ever, ever use your real name? Like let's say you're 40 books in and everything's going great and you, whatever, would you ever use your real name or do you just feel like that is a line you could not
1: cross? I think that's probably a line that I would not cross. I have to think of what would this really do to the rest of my family? Um, and it's not so much, what would it do? Like, like you said, I have children, you know, I just, I, I don't, I feel I don't want them. I don't want to involve them in, in any way as far as, uh, and not so much what they would think of me. It's just if, if, what if word got out there and it's like, Oh, that's, that's your sister. Um, you know, yeah. and, and that's, it's more of, it's kind of like protecting them in a way, Um and and like you said, I, I I do have children. I have two adult children, and they know what I do. And I I'm not positive that they have not read my stuff. You know, maybe snippets here or there. I don't. I doubt that they. They're like, oh yeah, let's read mom's you know lesbian erotica book because hey, that would be fun to read stuff your mom right. wrote. <laughs> so I've always been very open with them, you know, like at first I was like, "Eh, I kind of want to keep it quiet, but you know, they're adults, they, they're mature enough. And so, yeah, they, they know what's going on. Uh, and you know, I'm at when they were teens, uh, the younger one was the teen when I started this. And so she was, you know, I got the, the eye roll because you know, that's what they do.
0: (laughs) Wait, I just want to, you know, my brother one day when we were little walked into my grandma naked and I feel like, Reading mom's lesbian erotica might be the equivalent of walking in on grandma naked. Like you just, you just don't want to read mom's lesbian erotica. You don't know, think, like, I, yeah, I you love you mom, but yeah, think I'm good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those, those things that can just, ne- you can never get that back. You can never unsee things. And you're like, Oh, yeah. why, why did I go there? Um, exactly. But, so yeah, but yeah. i And they were still in, in school when, when I started writing. So I was a little, I was. I wasn't a little, I was protective of them just because I didn't want, you know, I, you know, in, in, in the locker room, like, hey, I read your mom's book, you know, and I'm like, no, let's just not, let's not go there.
0: Yeah, that may not work out well. Let me ask you a final question. What are the, um, what are your go-to words? Like, what are the words, what are the sexiest words in the English language?
1: Holy cow. I use pussy a lot. Not so much that I like the word. Um... Now, when I do the readings, because I kind of, I try to read, do the readings a little bit in the character of the book. So, so my, my accent is a little stronger. Um, and I don't, there's something fun just about saying pussy and it's just fun. And maybe, maybe because it's like one of those words that you shouldn't say or so many people don't like it. Um, you know, it, it's kind of like moist. I love that word. And what's even yeah. more fun is when other people. Don't like that word and you know it and you can use it on them. <laughs> Cause I am, I'm a little bit snotty that way. But things like <laughs> liquid lady love, like the alliteration again, like that's just fun. Just right. liquid lady love.
0: I'm looking at something you wrote here and you literally have these two back to back sentences. You wrote, two of my fingers slid easily inside her as she moaned her approval. We continued kissing as I finger fucked her gliding my digits around her slicking depths with ease. Like there is so much going on in those two sentences. I don't think I've ever in my 20 something years of writing, have ever had that much going on in two sentences.
1: <laughs> well, and that's fun to say to finger fuck. That's just fun yeah. to say.
0: And what's not sexy. Like what's not sexy. What do you feel like? What are topics you will not write about that? You just no not going to.
1: <laughs> well, you know what? The, and this is so not sexy to me. Although I I believe it might be in Lacey's lingerie. I'm pretty sure it's in Lacey's lingerie. Um, but yeah, I have a scene where one of the ladies had been licking the pussy of another lady, and and the the one receiving the pleasure uh, came and she finished, and and so the 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 liquor. She gets up and she starts moving up her body. And I said, I can't remember the words, but it was, um, there was a string of cum that kind of like from, from one lip to the other. And it like clear bands of, you know, orgasmic juice or something. And that snapped, like it reached the breaking point <laughs> and snapped. And that is so disgusting to me, yeah. <laughs> but, but it's such a visual, you know, it's like, i oh, I can totally see this happening. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, that is, it was, to me, it would be a turnoff, but I'm sure to, to plenty of others, it's like, oh yeah, give me more, give me more.
0: I love that you did this with me today. I I know you were hesitant about it. You kind of went back and forth. You're like, I don't know, I don't know. But I just, I, you know, I'm a fan of, as I've gotten older, I just really, truly, like I, I feel like I was raised in an, you know, I never had a, my dad never had the the quote unquote sex talk with me as a kid. I always felt funny about my body and all that stuff, like a lot of kids back then. And I just think this kind of writing is, is great and it's important and it's cool and it's liberating. So, you know, big props to you for, for sort of, you know, doing this. Seriously
1: Oh, thank you I want to thank
0: today's guest Amber Sky For joining me on Two Riders Singing Yang You can follow Amber On Twitter At Amber69Sky And buy her work On Amazon.com One can listen to Two Riders Singing Yang On Apple Podcasts Google Play And Spotify And your are Always Music is by the Dazzling MC White now. Thanks again for joining me And remember Keep riding The fight is infinite forever